Hi, this is Tom from tdjacobs.com. That's like the darndest. I am the darndest Jacobs. Um, I'm an astrologer and an energy worker and a channel, also a medium and uh, an other life integrator, emotional healer. This uh, is kind of a short MP3. It's about the content's about 20 minutes, and uh, I'm always tempted to introduce things because I, there's so much I, I have to say that I want to share with people. Um, but I'll just suffice it to say, it's an audio diary, and sometimes I uh, can't help but document something, so I do a little audio diary uh, in my office on the computer. And so that's what this is, following a particular experience that I will uh, explain. So um, you want to support this audio project and keep these files coming, you can do so to the right on my profile page. There's one of the links, like one of them is Facebook, Twitter, my site, etc. And one of them is uh, support this audio project. Also, if you listen to this and realize that you need something to, uh, you need some support and help in integrating something or resolving something, one of those links is also book a consultation. You can read about those and book those. So I'm going to get out of the way, uh, and I hope that you enjoy this and you can read about uh, everything I'm up to at tdjacobs.com. So today is September 24th, uh, 2015, and the uh, one of the most amazing things that I've experienced as an intuitive and as a medium and a channel and a psychic, whatever, uh, has just occurred a little while ago, and it is it is actually kind of late for me, certainly to be <clears throat> thinking and talking. Um, but this was it feels so important that I want to document what happened. I want to talk about it a little, do a little audio diary, uh, and I feel you know really activated by. Uh, Mercury retrograde and and Pluto stationing it stations direct now it goes direct tomorrow these are on my angles and so in my astrology chart these very important spots are highlighted by this and so there's been a lot of tension and a lot of stuff so right now being late and in that context I don't feel really clear but I need to get out whatever I can that's my little uh, ambul ambulating um, disclaimer if I don't make a lot of sense <clears throat> but I'm, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Jilly, and I've been in a really weird space for a few days, and so I haven't talked to her much. I've barely made eye contact with her, just having a lot of, um, a great deal of anger come up a few days ago, and then that is part of a, a, gr a healing grief process, grief healing process. I've been working on this for several years, really intentionally, but I'm finally making progress, and, um... I just did a YouTube video the other day explaining this because I felt awesome about it and wanted to, 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 to teach people or share with people how I've done this and how I've gotten to this place of um, healing, like beginning to the, the process of healing um, another life. We, we typically call them past lives, but it feels real time for me. It's with me all the time. So, I, so uh, and our lives are happening from the soul's perspective simultaneously. And so I you know, another life, I'll say, another life of my soul, uh, but it's connected to me, and that's how it is for all of us, and so other life memories are can be real time for us, and can be with us 24-7. So I've been working with this guy, and the story, briefly, 
is, uh, and if you've read the Soul's Journey 3, a case study, it's, um, I think it's called A Man Who Lost Everything. And and um, he's a guy who is part of a, a, a small native community that's overrun by people on horses with superior weapons. And everybody, everybody there dies. And he watches his community and all of his loved ones and all the people he felt responsible for as a community leader die. And and this grief has determined everything about how my life has gone. Because I don't get too attached to people. I don't um, know how to be part of community. Um, I don't know how to be attached to my own family. I have friends who are closer to me than family, and it's all about me and not wanting to be close to people. It affects every single thing. My, um, you know, how much faith I do or don't have in life, how pessimistic I am, expect, you know, feeling, uh, truly believing in it from a deep place that life is a jerk and God hates me. I'm not kidding. This affects everything and my optimism, pessimism, you know, almost manic, switching back and forth, you know, like mania. You know, like I, if I'm, I'm the most optimistic person, you cannot talk me out of it. And when I'm pessimistic, I'm the most that way and you can't talk me out of it no matter what you do and just like just like such a problem and it's all about this grief and so starting just four years ago I gained awareness of this undercurrent in my emotional field that dominated my whole life I'm almost 43 just four years ago I gained consciousness of this thing that had been dominant been trying for four years to figure out how to get into it and working with Charged Onyx and working with Charged Pink Opal and, and having all this stuff happen and come up, there's really been some good openings. And then lately with um, Charged to sea, Ocean Jasper or Sea Jasper or Bicular Jasper, which is talked about in that in that video on YouTube from, uh, what, like September 22nd or something like that. But really getting into feeling that grief, what happens is I've had to feel the anger to get there. And so that's kind of what I've been dealing with, anger and grief, realizing that all anger stems from pain, but this thing is so enormous, how do I tap into that? So for four years I've been working on it, and I've made progress, and I now have, uh, as of a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I have so much more conscious awareness of this, and I've been able to start crying it out, which is really important moving the energy through tears and not just knowing the sense of foreboding or something terrible is, is happening, but actually moving the energy through tears, meaning letting that part come to the surface. So that's been major. And then I was just talking to Jilly, not about that, but I said something about, I was telling her another story about mediumship, um, something that I haven't, uh, I've told a couple of students maybe, and I've told her, but I haven't told a lot of people. I was telling her the story, recognizing that I do need to share it, and it was kind of an intense thing that had to do with um, helping a spirit, several spirits, leave this plane doing mediumship. And I said, you know, I part of me really wants to, and I have said this before. I said, part of me really wants to go to places that are haunted and ruin it, like help the spirits leave, because people don't understand what's really happening when a place is haunted. And, oh, look at the novelty of that, you know, and then paranormal teams of investigators will take in equipment and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's an energy over here. Oh, did you hear that? You know, and it's like, it's a novelty thing. Well, that, and so I start bawling. 
I start bawling about how important it is to help these spirits release it. I'm like, well, what's going on? I said to her, I've never been uh, emotional about this before. It's really important. I take it very seriously. But why? And I realized, oh, maybe there's a part of me that's stuck like this. And holy fucking shit, this guy zooms in. I realize that's that's what's going on. That's why this grief has been a 24/7 thing in my life. So I had to work, I had to articulate what I was seeing on these other planes, this multidimensional perspective for Jilly, so that I could explain to her like like a life ends, and that body is dead. That portion of the soul's consciousness can go into the light or not. Even what I just learned tonight is, and saw really super clearly, is even if it doesn't go into the light, which which is a kind of, you know, de- achieving some kind of resolution, and then becoming reborn, you know, reincarnated at some point in the Earth timeline future, right? Even if it doesn't go into the light, portion of the soul's consciousness is still born in another body, potentially. So this guy is actually in LA as an unprocessed spirit as a spirit who's stuck on the earth plane and that's why I I said I realized when I was talking to her that's why I feel like I'm in LA it's not that I should go there or shouldn't have left I lived there for six years before moving to Tucson six years ago it's not that. It's that part of me is still there. My Part of my spirit is still there wandering around saying to people, can you see me? Can you, can you hear me? I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what's happening. This is why I got so emotional and why I'm getting a little emotional now. So I made contact with him and I realized this is another form of fragment recall that the Center Master Jehudi has taught me to do. And it's actually... Uh, included in the Consciousness Upgrade Clinic from just three years ago, September, I think September of 2012. Uh, Consciousness Upgrade Clinic, it's a two and a half hour, incredibly awesome process, including a fragment retrieval, cutting out the middleman, cutting out the shaman of uh, what shaman, shaman, shamanic traditions call soul retrieval. It's, Judy calls it fragment retrieval. So I've, I've did it on myself a bunch of times and I taught it to people and then I did this event where I had him, you know, basically recording him doing it, um, which is available through my site, through tdjacobs.com. This is an incredible process. But anyway, so I realized, oh, okay, yeah, I have to find out what he needs, welcome him back and do this process that, that I've done quite a lot with clients and myself. And then we actually, and then I was telling the Jillian, like, well, oh, actually some of these other life things are not 24-7. They're like echoes or bells that get rung periodically, echoes that resurface. So we then listed each of our experiences. Like I have this book, The Soul's Journey Through a Case Study, that that documents 19 of different threads of my consciousness that are related to what we'd call past lives, the soul's other lives. Um, which is another angle on the soul's journey story that, that's told in volumes one and two. 
makes it really personal so you can see how certain chart themes show up in a bunch of lives and how a bunch of different emotional processes in one person point to various lives. And, and I really feel that's an important book for telling this story. Um, if you're into that, read Volume 1. And Volume 2 is a great extension. It, it Volume 1 leaves everything out. Volume 2 brings that process, that uh, steps of analysis and looking at the karmic story in a chart in seven workshop participants. It's a transcription. And then Volume 3 is all about one person. So they're important as a continuum, you know, as a progression. Um, but definitely read one. Uh, to get the to get the principles of multidimensionality and the multi-life journey of soul and what's actually happening. So I realized this guy's out there, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. These other things that I wrote about in the book don't feel real. So I went through as many as I could remember, just off the top of my head, being like kind of overwhelmed by this like massive emotional shift and this like uh, crazy opening and crying and welling up and ah, and. I identified, I think, four out of the maybe nine or ten or thirteen that I remembered that feel like 24-7 things. 24-7 things. And the other ones are things that get triggered now and then. So I was looking at what I could do to call him back, and I realized, oh yeah, I know exactly how to do it. I just have to... Like, I know how to make it happen, open the door and make it happen, but I have to sit down and work with him and figure out what he needs to know and be in, in order to relax, to come back and stay. So I have I have that work to do. But I, and so then Jillie went through her list of different other lives of her, other lives of hers that we've talked about and that I'm intimately familiar with, you know, the stories and, and even those frequencies that come up in her. And so she went through and said, well, yeah, this one doesn't feel that real, you know, present tense. That one does. This one does. And I said, hey, we can just do one right now. And we realized that the certain health issues that she's been having are actually related to this life where where uh, this little girl dies. And so this person is with her screaming for attention. So she's been having this health problem. It's kind of like, it looks like a wasting thing or something. It's like, whatever. I don't want to get too much into her story, but it's like this health challenge she's been really fastidiously working at through a Gemini Virgo Pisces way of doing it. But looking at the energetic thing behind it and really getting to the core of it, it hasn't been clear until today. So we did this uh, fragment retrieval with this part of her that was already here and on the surface with this seven-year-old girl who had who had passed away in, some, in another century. And realizing just how on the surface and how present day-to-day that, that thread of consciousness is. And so I asked Joey's permission to tune in. We invited the guides in. I asked permission to read her field and get inside her energy field a little bit. And uh, called the guides in, called Metatron and Jehudi and thanked everybody in advance. And I tuned into that level of frequency, which is basically a dead person talking. Because I'm a medium. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what I'm here for. And talked through, okay, what does a seven-year-old need to come back and relax? And we went through, I think, five different things I asked her to, Jillian, this adult in this life, to make a decision about. You know, decide that you are the kind of person who will do this, who is like this, who can do this, who is willing to be like this and live like this. Went through, like, maybe five, maybe six. And we did them one by one. And to watch the energy shift in her was incredible. 
I mean, I've seen this so many times with myself and others doing this fragment recall and past life integration. Seriously, I've seen so many times. But knowing that this basically, that this person has been with her the whole time and gumming up the works, and it's not really a past life. It's happening simultaneously, this particular one and some others for her and some for me. Because that spirit never went into the light and never got processed, was wandering around, or in this case, stuck, where on the part of the planet where she lived. And the whole time, I got this guy who's grieving all this loss looking at me while I'm doing this work on, on my girlfriend. All this time, I got this guy looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to get to you. And I'm going to figure out, how, and then the dialogue kind of deepened a little bit, and I and I got some feedback from him on like what he feels like he needs. And I was like, well, I can't make that promise, and so we're kind of we're going to negotiate, we're going to work it out. Um, but first he was like, well, I need to know that this like whole marauding thing with people and horses and superior weaponry is not going to come in and kill me. And I was like, well, I can't guarantee that. You know, I can guarantee you that people on horses are not going to run me down. I feel like I can make you that promise, but I can't guarantee you that, like, how I'm not or am going to die, or if my loved ones are going to die. So anyway, so we're going to be in process with that. But just this image of, it's just so, so incredible to see, like that, what, what I didn't tell you is, I didn't really articulate is that for probably at least the last four years, maybe five, I've been in Tucson, Tucson six years. I left LA six years ago. And one thing that has happened all the time, sometimes four or five times a week, sometimes, you know, once a week, but it hasn't stopped for at least four years, maybe five is that I have a memory of being in a part of Los Angeles, but it feels like real time. Like I'm there right now and I'll be, like I'll be doing anything, you know, walking here, reading a book, um, typing an email, like just whatever. Um, and I will see as, you know, in my mind's eye, I will see this intersection, like I'm waiting in a traffic light in LA, or I'm walking down this sidewalk, or in this area, or in this park. I used to hike a lot when I was there. And I'll have these real-time memories, like it's real. Like it's happening right now, and I'm like, no, it's it's 2015. My name is Tom Jacobs. I moved to Arizona, and I kind of um, do that to bring myself back, but I don't need to do it. Like if I were being taken over consciousness-wise by some other life, I would need to do that and say, wait, no, this is my life. I'm Tom. Here's my address and my age, and you know, this is what I like. And you kind of reassert that, which is really important when we're dealing with other life pieces because they live on other parts of the timeline. They have other things going on. They don't know what you know. They don't realize that you are not them because they're bleed-throughs, but they don't know that. So I did that, and it never worked. It never changed anything. It was like I'm still in L.A. And all over Santa Monica and Venice and uh, uh, Brentwood, West L.A., uh, Silver Lake, even um, Lincoln Heights, I, I lived there for a little bit of time. Um, kind of the edge of like Barrio territory near downtown and some areas next to that Glendale and Pasadena. Um, it just like 
oh, it happened all the time. Like I'm going to Trader Joe's in, in Pasadena. Or like I'm going to the Rose Bowl for something. Or I'm going to a movie theater I used to go to in Pasadena. Or some Whole Foods in Glendale. Like I'm, I'm like on my motorcycle going there. I'm like, no, I'm actually standing here, um, you know, eating a piece of broccoli on, over my sink. You know, like, oh, but it's like that real-time thing. And just to know that that's what's going on, to finally understand. Because I thought I was being called back there to go live in L.A. But that may not be the case. That may not be the case at all, which would be really, really incredible. So that is, like, next to the story I didn't tell you about the thing that led to this conversation with Jillian... Besides that, this is the most amazing thing that's happened. And probably. Just wow.